Hey, it's Lynn Brown. I'm a speaker, trainer, and coach with the John Maxwell team and a teaching partner with Empowered Living. In the first half of my life, I literally was trapped by the opinions of other people. And then in my spare time, I was a huge people pleaser. It was really more like living in a mental prison. And then one day I just got so sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I don't know if there are any of you out there listening today, but if you've, if you're to that point that you're just sick and tired of being sick and tired, then you're going to be super excited today to hear from our special guest. And it was at that moment, it was so interesting because when I took that step, that one step in the direction of my dream, things began to change. And it wasn't until later because I kept saying things are changing, you know, and then I saw Wayne Dyer's quote that said, when you change the way you look at things, the things that you look at change. And that was just so empowering to me. So now I've just committed to spend the rest of my life partnering with people who want to do the same. And today is no different. I'm super excited to introduce to you Vanessa McConkie Coaching. She is super excited and passionate about her work. And she is going to speak to our Gritty Women Nation today. Vanessa, welcome to the Gritty Women Global Podcast. We're so happy to have you. Thanks, Lynn. I'm happy to be here. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, I'm so, so glad that we were able to connect here. And I think that your message is as relevant as it could ever be during these times <laughs> of uncertainty. You know, we have, I remember around March 12th is when, you know, we started experiencing all the, the change around the world. And since then, it's just been like a tsunami to me of things, you know, that we are encountering as, as a world, not just as a country, but just around the world. And we're all facing changes and becoming the you know best versions of ourselves. So tell us today, Vanessa, what are you most excited about? Talk to us. Oh, I love that you said becoming the best version of yourself because that's what I teach my clients to do is design the best of themselves. You know, my tagline is designing the best you because it's, there was only one Lynn Brown created on this earth to do what you're supposed to do. There's only one Vanessa McConkie. There's only one of all of you women out there to do what you're supposed to do. And if we hide behind ourselves, we hide in a corner. And I know in this quarantine, I, we literally have to hide, <laughs> but if we're hiding behind something that's fake, how can we present the best selves to our work, the world, right? How can we present, you know, in my coaching, my career coaching, how can we present the best self of ourselves to an organization so that organization as a whole can serve our community, right? So that's what I'm so incredibly passionate about. It's people have been coming to me over the last handful of weeks, scared, freaked out. Oh my goodness, I got furloughed. Is that a guarantee that I'm going to get my job back? Oh my goodness, I got laid off. I'm in the hotel industry. Now what do I do? No one is going to go to a hotel for the next goodness knows how many months, right? Yeah. <laughs> and if they do, they're going to be bringing their whole house to the hotel, right? So it's how do you pivot? That's what it's, it's all in the minds. We've been given these beautiful things that we don't even use half of. And so how do we pivot in our mind to be able to now take what we've been designed to do and serve the world and bring this economy back to where it needs to be? Wow. I, I, I can't imagine, you know, just the, the state um, of people's emotions right now, really, probably just fear being number one. 
And how do you, how do you coach someone through that when they first come to you and, and the world is totally, their world to them is crumbling. What do you, what do you encourage them to do? Like just what is one thing that you could do today that, you know, you could talk about that might even encourage, you know, a lot of our listeners today. What is one thing that they could do to move forward? Yeah. One of the biggest things I always encourage people to do, and I've been doing this for years, even before it came a thing is journaling. I wake up every morning and especially as women, our minds are going from the second we open our eyes <laughs> till the second we go down. When we wake up in the middle of the night, it's going. And we have to have a way to take those thoughts and get them clear, right? So what I always encourage is say, okay, most of the time I'll wake up and it's my kids are crying. I have young kids, they're, they're crying and I'm like, oh, okay, negative thought right away. So I have to start writing out any kind of thoughts that I have on paper. And so that's what I encourage people to do. write them all out and positive, negative, whatever they are, grocery list, I don't care, write them out. And then when you start to see something like a negative thought, now you go back and you say, okay, great, that's a negative thought. Now, how can I turn that into a positive thought? Think about it as women, we are the ones who set the tone for our household. You can either be French toast and be this delicious thing that you have for breakfast and go off on your day, or you can be burnt toast and leave that nasty taste in your mouth, <laughs> right? So, so when, you, when you journal and you're able to write that stuff out, and then you go back every day and you see, you start to see patterns, right? There's different times of um, the month, right? That we're going to be crabbier than others, right? There's different times of the year. We all have different times of the year that we start to approach and we're like, okay, we probably should do something. For me, it's August. For some reason, it's August. And so I know leading up to that, I need to set specific times aside. I need to go away on a mommy weekend, whatever it is. So, but writing that out and going back and reviewing those every day, every week, every month helps you to improve, right? Because we don't want to make the same mistakes over and over if we can avoid them at all possibilities, right? So that's what I always encourage people to do is just journal it out, write it out. And heck, I've had points in time where I've had clients say, I wrote it out, it was nasty, and I had to burn it. Fine, burn it. I don't care. Whatever you have to do. <laughs> Whatever you have to do to get rid of that, because it all starts in our minds. We can change this entire world through our minds. We can change organizations. We can change our families. We can change our communities through our minds. And if our minds aren't right, and a lot of people in if studies have been done in this quarantine, people have been getting more depressed, more down on themselves, questioning their worthiness, questioning who they are and what value they really add because they have more time to think about stuff. Um, they're not inundated with so-and-so coming to their cubicle and talking to them or the drive to work and the traffic and all these different things. They're at home all the time thinking about this stuff. So we need to get our minds right first or we're not going to be able to change anything about ourselves, our families, organizations, and this, ultimately this world. That is such a, a tremendous point. I mean, I think we do, it, it all begins in the mind. And, you know, one thing that I am just fascinated with is is the the use of technology our smartphones you know these computers that we walk around with in our hand we can't even walk to the next room without it well i'll say lynn brown lynn brown has a very difficult time walking to the next room without it i Dang, work out with right. it you know and and but i am unlearning some of these behaviors that i've created with it and and i am like you i do, do you know the first thing in the morning, I don't turn my phone on. I do my 
my gratitude, my journal, you know, I'm a person of faith. So I do my devotion, my quiet time. And then I, I write out my 10 dreams and then I begin my day. And it's so amazing to look back on that too. And, and this is just a discipline that I had to create because I was, I mean, the first half of my life flying by the seat of my pants. And so, and it's not very effective. Don't try it. If you're, you know, if you've never done that, don't, don't, I don't take what I, my advice of what I did, but, but it's neat to, to look back and see the progress because what we measure, what we inspect and measure increases. And we have to, we have to have a result to improve a result. So I love the journaling. I'm so glad you, you brought that point out because I think it's so good to hear it from multiple, you know, um, sources. I don't think we can do that enough. I just think that practice and that, that discipline alone has created so many more habits in my life. And that's the great thing now about this time. If you go back in history, that's in all of these recessions and previous pandemics, what has come out of them? Amazing, amazing inventions and technologies and ideas because those successful people, if you look back, I just actually just got the chills. Those people have, they journaled, they wrote, they thought, they read, that's what they did. And that's what we need to do too. And right, I mean, get quiet, right? I'm a woman of faith too. It's like, get quiet, right? How many times did Jesus go and get quiet? I mean, I don't, we don't know if he journaled. I, there's no, nothing that was recorded, but he may have, you know, yeah, but yeah. he still thought and he prayed and all those things and got quiet. And if we don't do that, we constantly are in this busy state, which is, I, I'm really thankful. And I, I kind of, I was telling my husband about this a couple of weeks ago. I was like, this quarantine, this pandemic is almost like when the, when God took and washed the earth away and had Noah on the ark, right? It was literally like, right? And he said he would never do it again, right? That's what the rainbow promise was. But it almost is like that, like, hey, we need to swipe out some people. We need to swipe away. We need to get people quiet, get them back into the family environments. And I think, and it almost brings me to tears because we were so separated, right? Okay. Kids wake up, go to school, parents, you go to your work, everyone comes back at the end of the day, maybe quick have a meal or go to activities, boom, go to bed. That's not the life that we were designed to be in. Busyness is not life, right? It's okay to have some activities. I'm not condoning that, but it's, you have to be very clear that God first, family, work, everything else comes underneath that. The spouse, sorry, God's spouse, family, everything else, you know, it's, that's how it was designed to be. And people are, I, I'm actually, I have a book that I'm writing with Forbes right now, and it's coming out in August. And we're talking about working from home back in the day. Look at the, like the medieval times, look at all those times their work was in their home. They had to learn how to manage all of that. I can't even imagine what their minds were like. They had, they had more kids than most of us have running around and they had the maids and servants and things like that. And they had their, their business clients coming in and out and running things and, and doing all the, still the cooking and cleaning and things like that. I don't know about you, but I haven't seen any studies or any research done that they were completely stressed out and depressed. Seems like they handled it fairly decently, whereas the rest of us are freaking out and getting yeah. depressed and overwhelmed over what, right? And I think it goes back to, you know, people pleasing, like you said, we're, we're trying to please our bosses. We're not supposed, yes, are we supposed to obey them? 
sure, to a point, but if we don't set boundaries and we're constantly trying to please them versus pleasing number one up above, where is that getting us? So true. Mm -hmm. Such a great, such a great point. Because I've been there where I got to the point where I was pleasing people and I was pleasing organizations and yes, was I still doing things for my family, but I literally got burnt out went into, yes, I had postpartum depression, but had that on top of burnout and all that stuff. And I had health issues and everything. and was just a mess and was of no value to anyone, including myself. And I don't want that for anyone else. So if we take the time that we have here in this quarantine, step back and say, okay, you know, I, I teach this to clients all the time. You've got your journal time in the morning, get up, move. I don't care if you go for a walk, you do yoga, you do a rigorous workout, you, then you, you eat a decent meal, get up and get dressed. Like, I mean, I know none of you can see me right now, but I've got a decent face of makeup on and I'm clothed. Okay. Yes. I have yoga pants on still, but you know, I still am up and running because it makes me feel better and it makes other people around me feel better too. And then you can start your day and then have a clear start time, do your work, I, I'm big on like the Pomodoro method, set a timer for 20, 30 minutes. When that goes up, get up, walk around. Your brain can't sit there and stare at a screen all day long. And to be honest, no one sits at work for eight hours straight and stares at a computer screen. So if anyone says that they're going to sit there and they work eight hours a day, like my husband has a hard time with, he's like, no, I need to put in eight hours. I need to get my computer open. So they see that I'm working. I'm like, no one does. <laughs> and it's proven there. And then, you know, after you have all of those little times and those breaks, have an end time turn, you know, I turn my phone off. We set it in another room, spend some time with your family, turn that work off. It's, there's always going to be something that someone wants or needs from you. If it's really that important, they'll pick up the phone, they'll call you. If they're close enough, they'll come knock on your door. Other than that, an email, a text message is not important. Your family right there is important. Those are the people that are gonna see you. If you're sitting there on your phone with your kids, answering messages and they're like, mommy, play with me. Hey mom, can you read this with me? Hey, you know, or your husband's walking in, hey sweetie, can I and you're on your phone? Mm-mm. That's not important. That shows where your value is at too. It truly does. And, and I can already tell, you know, there's, there's so much more that, <laughs> that we could bring into this conversation and we'll have to do it when you, when your book is launched, we will definitely get you back on here to, you know, just share some more insight with us. But wow, so many nuggets that you have brought out today. And even, even today when we were talking you know, before we began, I, I said, I know you're busy. Like we're all so busy. And, and I am honestly been trying not to, I'm not trying. That's a lot. That's trying this line. I have been <laughs> taking that word out of my, I hate that word, <laughs> my vocabulary, because that is such a cop out word. It means nothing except you're out of control. And so it's really not a, a fab word. I think a lot of people think that means, Oh, I'm just doing so much. No, it really doesn't. So I just appreciate you so much just leaning into that value piece because whatever we're doing, whatever our careers, our job, our passion, if it is not lining up with our true values, we will, we will continue to just feel like you were describing earlier, you know, when you were burned out and when you, you know, your body was even not in total health. Yes, you had had babies, but still we have to, we have to take care of ourselves first. And I think that's one of the biggest 
biggest lies that women tell ourselves a lot of times is that we don't have time. I don't have time to do that. So many people tell me, um, I don't have time to exercise. I don't have time to blah, blah, blah. It's just easier to grab, you know, whatever for lunch. It's easier to grab this. And I'm thinking, you know, until these things are taken care of, you're never going to have the results you want in your life. It's, mm-hmm. it's an integrity issue too. And, you know, we, like I said, oh my goodness. Yeah. We need to have you, we need to get you back on this, back on the show. Well, we're going to definitely do it. I'm so excited about your book. I can't wait to hear more about it. And I don't think there's, again, a more crucial time for people to be looking at their lives, you know, to really see if they're in alignment. And it's great. It's like, we've had this massive snow day, you know, or somebody said, like we've been grounded and everybody was sitting in their rooms to think about what you truly want in your life. And we're all in the same play field now. So take advantage of this time, you know, even though we're transitioning to a new part of this great adventure we've all been on, you know, it's not over quite yet. (laughs) Yeah. And the great thing, like I have clients tell me all the time, like, well, how do we know what's going to happen next? I'm like, do you really know what was going to happen even before this pandemic? No, that's the cool thing is we don't know what's going to happen next. So take the risk, right? We don't, none of us are guaranteed tomorrow, even the next hour. Take the risk. What do you have to lose? I tell people all the time, like, okay, well, when they're reaching out to maybe a recruiter or company and they're like, well, I don't know what to say. I don't, the worst they're going to say is no. Yeah. And it's nothing against you. Don't take it personal. Just pick up the phone, do whatever, make contact, reach out, take a risk. That's right. Just jump and build your wings. That's what we say, you know, just jump and build your wings. Um, How can, as we wrap up here, how can people contact you? Do you have a website, a best way to connect? Yeah. So you can find me on LinkedIn for sure. That's my favorite platform. Um, Also on Instagram at Vanessa underscore McConkie underscore coaching and Vanessa is spelled differently. So I know you'll have all the links for that. And then my website is VanessaMcConkie.com. And there we go. All right. Well, thank you so much. It's been so awesome to have you. And just real quick, when you think about the word gritty, you know, GBM for gratitude, resilience, inspiring the two T's and gritty are for thinking tough. And why is you do you, which one just resonates with you? I like the you do you right again, going with my tagline of designing the best you it's you do you don't search on social media for someone else. Don't copy and paste you do you. So important. Wow. I mean, we're literally one in billions. I mean, there's nobody that has your fingerprint, your heart, you know, your brain, just n- nobody. There's you are you. So do you. That's awesome. Vanessa, thank you so much for being with us today. I cannot wait to have you back. I'm super excited uh, about your book coming out and just who you are as a person, a mom, a wife, an entrepreneur. Wow. Wow. You've been a great encouragement today. I know to so many. So thank you so much. And we look forward to talking to you again soon. All right. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're so welcome.